human connection is imperative to our own personal growth. One of the best ways to accelerate learnings is to get out of your normal environment and surround yourself with like-minded people who support your growth. In February 2023, seven lucky people will be joining me at a self-expression retreat in the beautiful coastal town of Torquay in Victoria, Australia. You could be one of them. Staying at a gorgeous Hampton-style home in your own private room, you will enjoy luxury five-star accommodation with our own personal top chef. You can take a dip in a plunge pool or take a quick walk to the stunning beachfront. This retreat is all about self-expression, tapping into the different sides of your personality that may have been dormant for a while or maybe you didn't even know existed. You will have experiences like no other retreat you've been to, from leadership with horses, silent walks, cooking, MasterChef experience, an art class, a lifestyle photography session where you take away a beautiful photo of yourself. We have an awards night where you dress up and we even have karaoke. And it wouldn't be a retreat without a massage at a day spa. Now, the self-expression workshops will help you challenge any limiting beliefs and support you in becoming the new upgraded version of yourself. Interested? Contact me at jj at janellejohnston.com.au. So that's the letter jj at janelle, J-A-N-E-L-L-E, Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N.com.au for more information. Welcome to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Today, we're going to be talking about the culture of respecting those in powerful positions. Yes, the culture of respecting those in powerful positions and that not everyone deserves your respect. Now, before we go into content today, there is a warning because we will be talking about a sensitive topic which is sexual assault. So if you're in the car with your kids or if this is a subject that is quite sensitive for you, you may not want to listen to this segment. So let's get into it. I want to talk about the culture and the belief system that many people have been brought up with and the worldly type of belief system to love everyone, to see the good in everyone. But I want to challenge that a little bit today. And I want to say, should we? Should we? Should we love everyone? Should we have this type of respect for everyone? That's my question for you guys. So we have these perceptions in the world based on how we have been brought up. We've been conditioned, the belief systems, the values. And it's so interesting. I've said this before when I've been traveling. Now, before everything happened with COVID in the world, you know, we, we traveled a lot. And I remember going to a communist country and thinking, gee, how lucky are we? We are not like that. 
We have so much freedom. Our government wouldn't do that. Yet that was my perception. And I had a lot of faith in our government and a lot of trust. And I didn't even realize it until things changed in the world. And I started to question maybe people aren't in our government looking after our best interests. And I'm allowed to question it, right? Right or wrong, I'm allowed to question it. But before that, I had such a perception that we were really looked after. In a lot of ways, we still are. But I'm questioning what's happened in the last couple of years. And also with our perceptions and our conditioning and our beliefs around people with titles. You know, if someone has a title of doctor or they're a judge or they're a policeman or they're a priest or they're a school teacher or they're a celebrity or they're royalty, we have these perceptions based on things like the media, the TV, movies, magazines. We have this marketed facade of who we think some people are. But that isn't who they actually are, unless we know them personally, these people. They're only a facade. It's only a mask that we're seeing because we don't really know these people. Yet in society, we're conditioned to look up to these people. In fact, it's like an idolizing some people. We idolize or we, we've been taught to idolize people like royalty, people like the, the government, the premier, the prime minister. And so I want to shake that up a little bit today and say, okay, let's just be careful how we view people. Respect can turn into idolization, but you don't really know these people. All you know is what's marketed to you. And it's really challenging. And I know that when things change with what's happening in the world with, uh, you know, what's happening in the world with the, the I'm not even going to say the word just in case I get to, my video gets taken down, the C word. But as, you know, everything that's been happening in the world, it really challenged my belief in the system, the belief in the people if they're looking after us or not looking after us. And I think that's a really healthy thing to do is to be able to question people's, what, who they are and are they really serving us. It's really interesting listening to, well, I watched a documentary on Netflix just recently about Britain's most beloved TV personality, Jimmy Savile. Now, he was like a national treasure. They actually called him a national treasure, Jimmy Savile. For those of you that don't know, he was like this big personality in Britain. He was really praised for his charity work. He did, he volunteered in hospitals. He was knighted by the Queen. He was best friends with Prince Charles. He was worshipped by the people of Britain. Why? Because he was a he was a personality. 
He was on TV and everything he was doing seemed like, wow, look at this person. He's helping people in charity. He's helping the kids. He's helping the vulnerable, the old, the sick. What an amazing man Jimmy Savile is. But in reality, it was far from that. Now, this man, you want to call him a man, had decades of sexual abuse that he did right up until he was 84 years of age. He had more than 450 allegations of sexual abuse. It was alleged that he abused over a thousand people aged from the ages from five years of age to 75. Young girls, boys, women, and it was even alleged that, and this is just disgusting, that he actually had sexual relations with corpses, so dead people, just disgusting, while he was in the hospital. Now, the thing was, there were so many signs, there were so many signs that people missed now, he was like, he, he was on TV giving all of these signs, but people missed them. Why? Because they idolised him. And he was seen, as I said, he was marketed, his facade was very, very different to who he actually was. And who was he? He was a predator. And he infiltrated places where it gave him easy access to vulnerable people from children to patients. He used his power, his status, and he came across as eccentric and so and weird. And so people sort of ex- accepted quirks that they thought were part of his personality and it was all part of his persona. He used humour and when he got challenged, he used distraction And the thing was, people were blinded because they highly respected this person based on a marketing ploy. They didn't know him, but people highly respected him. It was he was hidden in plain sight, which means he he had a lot of stuff that he was showing. Even perhaps you could say he was possibly gloating about getting away with what he was doing. And people just didn't see it because they were blinded by who they thought he was, his persona. Now, I'll tell you some interviews that that were on TV that I saw that I was just blown away. Like, I didn't even know who this Jimmy Savile was until fairly recently. So he wasn't on my radar. But I love looking into human behaviour, as you guys know. And so I went through some interviews that he did and I was blown away. When you know, you know, right? And so when you've got your blinkers on and I may not have even seen this, if I, if I was looking at him through the filter of, wow, this person is amazing, idolising him, thinking he's, you know, this, this type of person. But when you know and you, your blinkers off and you look at these interviews, It's right in front of you, hidden in plain sight. It's right in front of you and people didn't see it. Now, there was this interview 
where the interviewer says to Jimmy, you do a terrific job, Jimmy. And Jimmy says, no, that's all front. That's all lies. And then he looks at the camera and he says, let me tell you, you really are missing something. In fact, you're missing everything. And then another time he says, whilst at, he was at a hospital, he says, I am a voluntary helper. Sometimes when nobody's looking, I help the lasses. And another time when he was at looking for the Loch Neck Ness monster with this reporter. And the reporter says, seen anything of interest? And Jimmy says, yes, she was about 17 and she had long legs and long blonde hair. And down there, there's not one monster, but several monsters. But I don't think they ain't coming out today. And then he, then he tugs at his hair as pointing to himself and he says, because another thing monsters don't like is competition. And then there's another interview where he's walking down this hallway and the interviewer says, what are you up to? And he says, I'm up to not getting caught. And then the interviewer says, oh, like Gary Glitter. So he references Gary Glitter. And for those that don't know, Gary Glitter, again, was a TV personality who had been caught um, as a pedophile and was jailed. And so he references Gary Glitter. And then Jimmy says, again, confirms, just looks straight through at the camera and says, I'm up to not getting caught. Now, all of these things, like, so just listen to that. It's like he's, you know, it's just in plain sight and no one's seeing it because they're seeing him through a filter of this amazing person, even on live TV. Now, we've got to think about other people Right, saying that you know every you know I just think we're going to be smart about when we when we look at humor because humor is a way to you know you can say stuff with humor and and we've got to be very mindful of humor because humor can be there can be a dark side of humor uh, and on live TV he boasts Jimmy boasts. I'm feared at every girls' school in the country, in this country, he says. I'm feared at every girls' school in this country. And the audience laughed. They laughed at his joke. And it was interesting to see how they, the audience thought it was funny. Oh, it's only Jimmy, you know, Jimmy making a joke, you know, about the girls. He's talking about school girls. It's not funny. And one of the people on the panel that he was sitting at, you could see his face just look and look with what did he just say and then look at the audience as if to say, and they're laughing at it. And you see this guy later saying, I just couldn't believe how they thought that was funny, how the audience thought that that was funny. And so, you know, what I'm saying is that we've got to be really, we've got to take our blinkers off when we... And we shouldn't be idolising anybody. But when we're looking at people through a filter and particularly people that are in on TV and have these titles 
or in real life, we've got to be able to say, hold on a minute. We've got to, to see them through, through a clear filter, not a filter of a facade. And I know that can be really challenging. Like I re- even remember 2018 Logies with one of the, what's the stars of, again, if we think about a national treasure, We've got a few national treasures in Australia and one you could say is Bert Newton. And I remember one of the jokes that Bert Newton said about Graham Kennedy. If uh, those of you that are a bit younger may not even know who Graham Kennedy are or Bert Newton. But Bert Newton's been around for a very, very long time. Um, and Graham Kennedy uh, was someone he, you know, a TV celebrity who he'd worked with. And Bert Newton says about great Graham Kennedy, he says he mentored a lot. He's, and he really, he, he emphasizes the word mentored. He mentored a lot of young people. If you went to his dressing room and it was locked, he'd be inside doing some mentoring. Don Lane, and this is another celebrity, was a mentor too. He did a hell of a lot of mentoring. Now, again, this is this is at the Logies. Now, some of you might go, well, that could mean, you know, because we always want to look at the, we want to look at the good side. We want to look at the, and we might say, oh, well, that's maybe it was us. Just, just be very mindful. Now, it could be nothing. I'm not saying it is, but listen to it. He mentored a lot of young people. If you went to his dressing room and it was locked, He'd be inside doing some mentoring. Don Lane was a mentor too. He did a hell of a lot of mentoring. So we've got to be really just just with our eyes wide open. Have your eyes wide open to everything that's happening in the world. And there can be some trauma when, when you think someone is a certain way and they're not. And I know that from real life. You know, I've had people work with me. I had someone work with me who I trusted with all of my heart, like all of my heart. And I was deceived. And I was like, what? Where did...? And then I saw all the signs. I went back and saw all of these signs that I missed because I was so, I had so much trust in this person. You could call it, uh, uh, you know, a wolf in sheep's uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's someone you think, yes, they, you know, they they're amazing, but really they're not. We've always got to be open to the possibility that some people are not nice people, and that's a really challenging thing to think about. Because I have to tell you, I remember when I was young. And I can't remember how how old I was, but I remember we had projects, and I had one of the projects was Charles Manson, you know the uh, the evil person of Charles Manson who who was a cult leader and uh, you know all of the atrocities that he created with his cult and um, the deaths of people that he he created. But I remember doing this project and and thinking there was part of me was like oh maybe he you know and it was, I think it was about capital punishment 
And I was years ago. I was so much against that because I, what about if they were? What about if they weren't? I uh, were guilty. What about if we can reform them? What? But then, as I got older, and now that I'm, I think I'm fifty three <laughs> years of age, I truly believe that there are people that don't deserve that your trust that that are evil people there are people that just want to hurt people and that that was a really big change for me to actually accept that because I was always and I don't know where this came from but I had a belief system to see the good in everyone and in fact I still say that to some point where I do look for you know I I expect the best and and then if anything else shows up then then I'll deal with that but I really was at a young age always thinking the, the best of people um everyone's got good in them and I think everyone's born with good in them but I think that there is there's a tipping point where there are people that just are evil horrible people and for me to actually acknowledge that and go on that journey, it was really challenging. It was like, it was trauma, really. It was a traumatic experience for me to say, well, maybe there's just people that are just evil people. And so it really opened my eyes up to just being aware. And there were instances that happened. And I remember an associate of mine one day came and she said, I can't believe this has happened. And, and she said, uh, a really great friend of my husband's, really close friend of my husband's, who uh, they, they were out, I don't know if they were fishing, I can't remember, they were out on this activity. And out of the blue, his friend says to him, do you ever get attracted to young girls? And... Her husband was like shocked. He's like, ah, uh, well, no. And so, oh, and then he sort of brushed it off. And it was just a trigger for him to think, why did he say that? And then he found out that he was actually sexually assaulting his, this man, his friend, was sexually assaulting his own daughter. Um, and it all came out. And this is someone he really trusted. You know, and that's just devastating. You know, when you really put your trust in somebody, you know, for whatever reason, I know I'm talking, I've got a few areas of sexual assault I'm talking about today, but it's in any area. It's a person that I, I did business with in the past that I put all my trust in. I used to give this person my credit card, you know, and just give it to them and say, go and buy something and here's my PIN number and, you know, th that's the trust that I have. And then that trust was abused and I was like, I was, it was traumatic. And and that's the same with people that you trust in the meet and, and people will, you see it on social media, you see people because if, if someone questions this celebrity that someone might challenge and say hold on a minute that person isn't who you think they are people defend them and you know all these people defend them and you think do you really know this person because they don't want to hear these these horrible things that possibly could be true and so they defend with all their might 
They defend these people, but they don't even know these people. And it's true on the other side. These other people don't know these people. But even questioning, hey, have you heard this about this person? Do some research about it. People will still be like, no, I don't want to hear that. We are so trained and conditioned to respect those in power or those in the media. And that's why they get celebrities to sell stuff because those celebrities, people follow them. And they think that they their persona on the outside, it's like they've got this perfect world. But when you question that and you see it on social media, it blows up. And it just reminds me of the time Grace Tame. Now, Grace Tame, for those that don't know, uh, is a lady who is a sexual assault survivor. She was Australian of the Year. I can't remember what year it was, but she was Australian of the Year. And she was meeting up with our then Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, uh, for her award for Australian of the Year. But before she did, there was stuff that happened with our Prime Minister at the time, Scott Morrison, and there were sexual assault allegations from members of his parliament. And his reaction was really dismissive. And it was just, it just looked like he didn't care. He didn't follow through. Like there wasn't, hey, I'm going to freaking fix this. I'm going to really get these people. And, and that passion of saying, you know, how dare that happen in my parliament? How dare that happen? And anger and everything you would expect from somebody thinking that sexual assault had happened. And, you know, in your, say, in your workplace, so you, say you're the leader in your workplace and you find out that someone has been sexually assaulting a woman in your workplace, how would you react? I'd be friggin' furious. But no, that didn't show up for Scott Morrison. It was more of a dismissive reaction. And in fact, he said that he had to have a conversation with his wife to try and understand how people must feel. Like, what do you mean? You should you should understand. I mean, my husband is a man and he understands. He'd be freaking furious. So what is this understanding that you need to know? So Grace was really, she knew all of this at the time. And so when she she was, you know, got her Australian, she got her whatever she gets for being Australian of the year and there was media there and she went and they had to you know, meet up her and Scott Morrison. Well, she shook his hand, but then she didn't smile. In fact, she really had this stern look on her face and she kept looking at him with, I suppose you could call it disdain. And she got so much slack for that. Social media went off. How dare she do that? How dare she be so rude? How dare she disrespect him? And it was so interesting how many people, and they, they said, he's the prime minister, you should have more respect. But I get, now some of you might disagree with me, and that's cool because we're not going to agree on everything. But you know what? I 100% agree that she stood her ground and if it was me, I wouldn't have even shook his hand. I wouldn't have shook his hand because I 
like if I was thinking of her, I would I would be just so angry that and that he did not take a stand for that person that was sexually abused. And then for the facade you show me that oh you're Australian of the year and I support you know people that have been abused and I support you know the 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 uh, drive or the no you don't support it. <laughs> because if you supported you would have jumped up and down you would have friggin said something you would have been an action taker you would have got friggin angry if you really truly supported not let's take a nice photo give you an award and look like I supported you and that's just my personal opinion and in fact grace said and I and I love this she says women are sick of being told to smile and in another quote, she says, the survival of abuse culture is dependent on submissive smiles and self-defeating surrenders. And Grace said she was not willing to wear the consequences of civility for the sake of civility. And so, and I really get that. You know, you see these people, you even see them on television that have been, uh, I think it was, who was that guy from uh, one of the TV shows? I can't remember who he was now. Um, one of the the people that were a pedophile and um, you see him with one of the girls that on his show sitting on his knee and you could see her being really stiff and she's still smiling, you know, because she's conditioned and a lot of people that have gone through sexual assault will say and will have a lot of shame around oh I, I still smiled I didn't tell anyone because they're acting like the good girl or the good boy and there should be no shame because it's not their fault it's the abuser's fault but the abuser knows that a lot of these sexual abusers are very smart they're calculated and so they know how to pray on the weaknesses of young children and they know the conditioning and so they know that a lot of these kids won't say anything or not even just kids adults now I've said in the past where I've been fortunate that you know I, I was quite protected when I was a young girl but there was times in my life that there could have could have gone two ways and I remember being and I've said this before in one of I'm sure I've said this before in one of my podcasts but I remember being on a train and sitting in front of this man this man sitting there and suddenly I can hear this rustling and I look and he's got this like bag or something on top of him and he's doing the business while he's looking at me right <laughs> and I was and I was only young I was probably, I don't know, 16 or something. And uh, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, and I just remember the feeling of, what do I do? And I just started looking around and he just kept staring and doing whatever he's doing. And I'm thinking, I, I don't know what to And instead of me just standing, I'm going, how dare you do that? I sat there. I was frozen. And... And so again, so that's a little bit of guilt, you know, shame, thinking, why am I still sitting here? 
And then I'd go to stand up and then he'd go to stand up. So I thought, shit, he's going to follow me. And where we lived, we had like an underpass. And the under, so the underpass, and sometimes no one would be there. And so it would be quite dangerous if someone you know, got you in this underpass. And so I kept thinking about that. So I kept standing up and he going to stand up and then he would stand up. And then I just thought, no, I just, there was this breaking point where I stood up and he stood up and then I just stopped and I said, how dare, and I pointed him out to the train and I yelled at him and said, you know, how, I can't remember what I said, something like you're disgusting or whatever, what you're doing. And then suddenly everyone came to my defense and they crowded around him and then I had people say, it's okay, you get off the train and they looked after me. I don't know even what happened after that. But I stood up for myself. I had a voice. But it took me a little bit of time to get there. And so we're so conditioned to be the nice girl or the nice boy. And it's okay. So I say, you know, with Grace Tame, if she didn't want to smile that day, she didn't have to. She she was sick of being this conditioning of when you say sexual abuse is you know it's 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 submissive smiles it's like oh you've got to smile because that's what society says no you don't you don't have to you don't have to be disrespected in any way and so you know these conditionings are so strong and I and again another story that I've already said before was when you know my son was young and he had a party and he went to this party and I went to drop him off and it it just felt wrong it just felt wrong it was this guy who who had he'd split up with his wife so it was just the father there and the kid and I remember going there and giving the present and the kid saying, oh, isn't it, isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? And it's funny, isn't it, dad? Because it's not even my birthday. And then the dad sort of quickly got him to unpack it. And I'm thinking, that's really weird. And I just got this really weird feeling about leaving my son there. It was just this gut instinct, this, this pain in my belly. But you know what? I left him there and I drove off. And I and I think about this today and it was because it's like I was just being nice, doing the right thing. The society thing that you do is, you know, you do the right thing and be nice and have manners and and so I left him there, but I didn't even, I think I went down the end of the street and I came back. And again it was a little bit of a delay. Because I should have said, no, it's okay. Actually, no, you're not going to stay here. Give the present, let's go. But I didn't. I didn't. And in that time, something could have happened. Fortunately, nothing did. And I don't know if anything would have happened. Maybe my gut was off. I don't know. But still, it was this conditioning that I had to be polite. But I came back and got him. So we've got to be really mindful of of respecting those people that we don't even know who they are. 
Now, our condition, as I said, is really powerful. But we've got to understand that all the world is a stage. And so, you know, I'm talking about celebrities here and, you know, people that have, have power. But that could be someone in your life from your priest at your local church. It could be your boss. It could be your mum or dad. It could be a family member. It could be, you know, anyone. And those of those of you that allow your children to listen to this podcast, if your kids always know that you know, these people, if something doesn't feel right, speak up. Tell someone about it. And it's okay for you to say no. And these people are so intelligent, most of them, that they will say, you know, they'll say something will happen if, if, if you tell someone. Don't believe them because you're smarter than them. And so the world is a stage and it's a little bit like Wizard of Oz. You know, you think of Wizard of Oz, those of you that have watched Wizard of Oz and behind the curtain there's this person and it's this fantasy world that you've got out there and you've got all these celebrities saying, oh, buy this, you know, this is really good and this is my life and I'm perfect and I'm doing this stuff with volunteering and I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing all this wonderful stuff in the world. But do you really know who these people are? Do not trust what the media tell you of who they say that they these people are. You know, filter your information wisely. Choose the people in your, your life that you associate with, that you trust your kids with, that you get in, uh, leadership from in whatever way. Just really filter... Get your filter, so stay open to information about anyone in your life. Question, trust your gut, your instincts. Never sacrifice your boundaries or your morals. And don't lower your standards. And shake up any old belief systems or conditioning that you have that's not serving you in regards to who you're idolising or respecting out there in the world. Just always question. I want you to think about the people that you look up to in the world. And do you really, really know them? You don't. And the thing is, look, we're, we're no one's perfect. No one's perfect. I, I did a post recently about that. Someone had said, you know, you've got to get a coach that's that's perfect in relationships, finances, business, uh, you know, and ticked all these, had God tick all those boxes. No one ticks all those boxes. I don't know anyone that is perfect. That's just, a, that's an illusion. So we're all, we all muck up. You know, that's how we're designed. We're designed that we're not going to be perfect in any, everything, you know, and sometimes we make wrong choices and sometimes our behaviour is not good. So we're not going to be perfect but there's a standard that you and I have that we want to make sure that the people, you know, we don't want to cross that line with people. And what I'm saying is that there are people that are just evil people that we've just got to go, wow, or they're not looking after your best interests. And we've got to be able to say, hey, I'm not, I haven't got my blinkers on here. And we've got to stop defending people that we really don't know. 
alive or dead. <laughs> you know, if people are researching and, and questioning people for behaviours that are really awful behaviours, then you should be open to saying, okay, let's look at it. Let's look at because if there's a lot of evidence around, there might be something here. We can't be blinded. We can't be submissive, as as Grace says, and put on that smile and, and put on those blinkers because we've got to be able to protect other people. And I think about this Jimmy Savile and I think about all of the years, the decades of abuse that this horrible, as he says, monster, comparing himself with the Loch Ness Monster, all of this abuse that happened and it could have been stopped if people had their eyes open and didn't see that, hey, this person is on a pedestal uh, and so we've got to really make sure that we're aware of that, that we're open to that. So I trust that that's been valuable for you guys today. I know I've gone on a bit of a, a tangent with, and I've really been talking about sexual assault today because of watching this, this movie. But it's so important. It's so important that we, that we are aware of people and that we're not blinded by people's status ever. Uh, so I trust that that's been valuable for you. Uh, again, what I want to finish off with is uh, we have my retreat coming up on February 7th, 8th, 9th. Gee, this is, I'm just going to shift gears here because this, uh, this retreat is going to be so fantastic. It's going to be so much fun. But we're going to explore beliefs, right? We're going to explore conditioning. We're going to explore stuff that, and it can be traumatic, I think, moving from a a way of your thinking and your strong beliefs to then moving in another way. Uh, and I think it's important because if we can do anything, if we can shake up values, we can shake up beliefs that are going to really help us in our life, that's a really valuable thing to do because that we can see sometimes we it's like we want to become this person, this new version of ourselves. But to do that, we've got to shake up some beliefs in the meantime. And so we're going to do a lot of that. We're going to do a lot of stuff with, uh, uh, it's a self-expression retreat. So it's really about tapping into the different sides of you, whether it be fun, whether it be adventure, whether it be creativity. We're going to do be doing art. Uh, we're going to be working with horses, which uh, leadership with horses is amazing. It's about really understanding uh, your, for the day, your coach is the horse. So that's really exciting. Oh, we're going to do a masterclass uh, cooking lesson. Uh, you'll be competing with your team. So you're in teams and you compete with different things. Um, we have beautiful, we've got a beautiful top chef that is uh, doing all of our meals. And the place we're staying is just gorgeous. Uh, so if you're interested in that, please contact me. So you can follow me on Insta at JJ Speaker on Insta. Or Facebook, Janelle Johnston, uh, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, uh, on Facebook. Or go to my website, janellejohnston.com.au. 
or you can also email me at jj at janellejohnston.com.au if you're interested in that retreat. There's only six spots left for that. So, and it's in February 7th, 8th and 9th next year. So 2023. Thank you guys. I know it's pretty heavy session today that I've done, but I trust that you guys have got some value out of it. Uh, and uh, yet yeah, that your eyes are even more open. And as I said, I think, you know, I've been deceived before and I will probably be deceived again. But I think the, the learnings that I've had in the past have definitely opened my eyes to be able to really look at who is in my world and making sure that who I who leads me, who I associate with, um, those people, it's really important that I know as much about them as possible and that I'm not blinded by anything that could be harmful for my development or for me going forward. Thank you, guys. Have an awesome day and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at JJ Speaker Coach. And remember to live with insatiable passion, create an empowered life and inspire others to live theirs. Did you find this podcast of value? If so, I would love you to give it a five-star rating. And if you know anyone that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please feel free to share the love.